Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. Good, good. We are back again, back with a Netflix release this time. Um, one that we're, I was I was pretty excited for this one, um, kind of hearing about it at the start of the year. Um, it was one of those ones where people were very cautious with spoilers, which I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get into that in our discussion because we definitely don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. This was um, the movie that I just kept forgetting. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally every time you said the name of it, it just fell out of my head in straight away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will get to that. Um, we will also talk about maybe a little bit of Twilight Zone at the end because we've caught up. Maybe. Um, hopefully it's gotten better. We shall see. Um, maybe. But yeah, before we get into the news, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you uh, for so many of our listeners over the last couple of months. We've had sort of our best months ever the last uh, last two months, really. Um, it's, been crazy. it's been phenomenal to see, especially because it's not like the most exciting time of the year for horror, um, sort of April and May. Um, there's been some good releases for sure, but it's not like your traditional, you know, we usually have really um, a lot of listeners during Fright Fest and of course during mm. the Halloween period. <laughs> um so thank you so oh, much yeah, we're not even the... bringing the heat yet no exactly yeah you, you guys are coming in at the good time because you're going to get all the good stuff later on um so yeah thank you if you obviously if you're enjoying the show please tell a friend uh, leave us a review on your podcast service of choice it really helps us out um and yeah Definitely. just thank you once again um but yeah, just to move on to the news now, um, and just a quick update as well, because we did have a couple of people asking um, about whether we'd be covering Brightburn. Um, which we course, want to. <laughs> yeah, it did come out in the US uh, in the past week. Hasn't done very well. So if you are interested, definitely go check it out. Support these type of films, because it seems like there's a lot of the box office right now, very crowded. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like this one did not do well. In the, in the It's only the first week, though, so fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going up against some mammoths right now. For sure. Um, but we do not get this one until june 21st um so especially because that period is very busy anyway i can think of at least three or four horror releases around the end of Mm. june um so i don't know why they delayed it till that point to go up against you know child's play and annabelle and all these other movies um but yeah that was the decision they made so we will not be seeing it until then um yep so enjoy it if you have seen it but we will definitely be doing a show on it when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for that one. Um, but definitely. yeah, let's start with the news. There's only one place to start, really, and it's not horror-related at all. Um, I don't care, man. <laughs> because we are breaking uh, the trend, because there are a few things on the show that we have to always talk about. I think Black Mirror is one of those ones where it's like, I don't even care what people consider it as a genre. It's one of my favorite things, and we're going to cover it. Um, and another one of those is Terminator. Um, because yeah, you movie like, of all time. Yeah, you quite like Terminator, don't you? I mean, do I? Is T2 your favorite movie of all time? It is. Yeah. 100%. Hell <laughs> so, yeah. There's a little trailer that came out in the last week, which is supposedly the sort of spiritual sequel to T2. Did did we experience Genesis on the podcast? No. I feel like we... Did we not? Pre, was this this yeah. was pre the podcast because... I believe so, yeah. My God, yeah. I went on a journey during, yeah. that, during that film. So um, did I. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, this is already beginning to be a journey for me. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> so oh yeah, yeah that was the, 2015 yeah that just sort uh, of predated okay. yeah. um because yeah that that movie kind of just oh my god mm. when i first saw the trailer for that i thought my head was going to explode and like yeah. seeing the trailer for this one i'm trying to stay more calm but like they're saying all the things that that are like just eating away at me getting me excited obviously kind of you know this is the true kind of sequel to judgment day mm. you know the posters kind of welcome to the day after judgment day 
clearly it's not. Um, mm. <laughs> but well, I guess it's probably the day after the Judgment Day. Not, yeah, the, not kind of the day after T two. The supposed Judgment um, Day yeah. was kind of avoided. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, obviously, kind of um, seeing Sarah Connor again um, is so goddamn good. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, this trailer kind of. It it was it was a little bit mixed for me. Like I loved the music, was super kind of jazz. Loved Sarah Connor in it, and kind of all of that. Some of the CG and kind of the Terminator stuff was a little bit kind of ropey, and I was surprised that it looked like that on a mm. trailer that they released. I'm hoping that they'll tighten it up for the final thing. Um, obviously, this new look Terminator is not kind of a T1000 or anything like that. Um, but I didn't like how kind of the the CG looked. It, it I don't know. It didn't look that kind of realistic, if you know what I mean. I yeah, know you could tell of, when it's not. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and kind of you know, I, if I compare it to T two, obviously finished product T two, mm. that looked better than than what this did currently. Yeah. But obviously, this is just a trailer, so they normally kind of nail those things down when you know that's the sort of thing they're going to be hopefully doing right now but mm. you thought you'd think they'd polish kind of those scenes for a trailer yeah um but yeah i love the vibe obviously we knew um i'm forgetting the characters now but kind of um we knew our kind of new new lead that kind of a lot of people were kind of saying you know looked a lot like sarah connor um yeah, obviously Mackenzie character. yeah yeah i was yeah. trying to think do we know her name i don't know whether we do i have no idea um but anyway yeah she obviously um kind of revealed in the trailer that she's going to be this new breed of terminator as well and they've kind of teased in a lot of the movies about um how they were trying to make like the human terminator hybrid that's kind mm. of like what the crux of salvation was yeah um which is my least favorite terminator movie but um i didn't like hate that movie and i definitely kind of you know, the idea was interesting of this kind of hybrid. And it seems like now, you know, Mackenzie's character is this perfected version of that. Um, it's, you know, so I'm, it's interesting to see kind of her in action and kind of, there was a really cool looking scene with the airplane, mm. kind of these two airplanes bashing into each other and the Terminator's fighting on top of it. And that looked like one of the major set pieces and looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm as about as hyped as I'm willing to let myself get. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, w when this trailer, obviously, we knew it was going to come out on the Thursday, and um, I was out of the house when it got released, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to watch this on my phone. I'm going to do this service. And I was so excited to, to finally watch this yeah, trailer. Yeah, I did the same thing. Put got it on home, my TV. loaded up on the TV and watched it. And I was just kind of like, meh. Like, I was really, really underwhelmed. And I've just now watched it again to kind of familiarize myself with it again. And I don't hate it at all, but I just think, like, like we, like we talk about it with Genesis and like how unbelievably hyped we are. And we are the perpetrators of hype on this show. You know, we love to be hyped about things. And the fact that I watched this trailer for a goddamn new Terminator movie, you got Jimmy Cameron involved, you know, they're saying all the right things. Like you said, Sarah Connor's back for Christ's sake. And the mm. fact that I see this trailer and I'm just like, man, like, I don't really know how I feel. Um, I, I think the, the reason why I'm a bit mayor on it is that it was just the trailer was basically just action sequences. Um, you don't really get a real sense of what the story is at all. No. Um, and it's kind of you damned if you do, you damned if you don't, because we complain all the time about obviously traders giving away too much. And I do like the fact that this doesn't like, I have yeah. no idea what's going on in this movie. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think, I think kind of you've hit the nail on the head there where like, 
Terminator Genesis trailer mm. was probably one of the craziest trailers of all time for me. Yeah. Like it, it blew my mind and I was like, holy shit. But then the more we kind of looked at that trailer and rewatched that trailer, I was like, Hmm. So that's in the first act. That's in the second act. That's yeah. at the end of the movie. Okay. I think that twist is going to happen. And we pretty much single-handedly broke down the plot of that entire movie before the film came out or based yeah. off the trailers. Whereas this, like, I really feel that the action sequence with Sarah Connor, that is kind of like the major crux of the movie is early on, you know, mm. cause obviously Sarah's going to get introduced early on or reasonably early on. Um, there were some action sequences with Mackenzie, which was almost certainly when she first yeah. um, get, you know, arrives. So, yeah. you know, that's right at the beginning of the movie. And then we've got the airplane sequence, which who knows, but that's probably middle part of the movie. Yeah. Um, so I get the impression that they're holding their cards really close to their chest. Um, and yes, that's not got me as hyped for a trailer, but mm. I'm I'm hyped enough for Terminator that I don't need like the trailer. I, I just wish it kind of the, the action looked a little bit better. Yeah. But um, in terms of what they actually gave me, like I didn't want crazy story beats or a breakdown of the story because Genesis did that and it did me dirty. Mm. So like I just want some action, and you know I got to see Arnie and I I got to see Linda Hamilton. She looked awesome, and it just made me completely like hell yeah don't ruin it now like yeah. just just get I think it good for when it comes out yeah I, I think that's the thing is because it's so <clears throat> action heavy this trailer i think i wanted at least one of the moments to really wow me and i don't think any of it did like it all looked decent and like oh, the airplane said, like, stuff wowed me yeah like it just i don't know it's like when, when it is that so cgi heavy and i get that that's like what a lot of action movies is but it's like the action in genesis really took me out of it towards the end like the whole bit when you know arnie's hanging off the helicopter and they're smashing into each other like it's like you just kind of lose that real feel to it of like you know the t2 chase sequence when it's like an actual truck with an actual bike and yeah i hope there is a lot of practical effects you know like a mad max type movie like that's what terminator is to me it isn't just a cgi fest you know, like it isn't just like here are these characters on a green screen and reacting that's not really what i want from a terminator movie um so i hope there is more of that practical stuff um but as far as the story goes as well like it's like i say i'm glad they didn't give away too much you definitely get the gist of it where it's clearly like there's a girl they're trying to protect and there's obviously the two girls Mm. protecting her so it's very much kind of like pretty much t2 really isn't it like yeah (laughs) like they were protecting john because it's kind of a, a ton of questions like where is john Exactly. I was going to say to um, you, like, do you think that is going to be one of the big things in this movie? Yeah. You know, and kind of uh, what Terminator is Arnie as well. Yeah. Um, I I really, I don't think he's going to be involved at all, which is, I think, a bit worrying. Like, judging by that shot in the trailer, I feel like that's, did they have him for like three days filming? Like, he's not going to be in it much, but Mm. um, I don't, I don't necessarily need that. You know, there comes a time and a place where the franchise has to, continue or Mm. not you know without him and so i think like i I, i'm you know if he can hand over the mantle and make a brief cameo and kind of we get a sick terminator movie i'm down for that yeah um you know and especially kind of linda hamilton so heavily involved like because we're getting sarah connor i'm cool with less arnie yeah um but yeah definitely john is the big question kind of where he is and kind of you know if he does show up who's obviously gonna be playing him and that sort of thing do you um, think that they've like you know is there a chance that they've got edward back and well that's what um, i was thinking because that would be mad 
That would be crazy. Um, Because even if he is just like in a bunker somewhere, do you know what I mean? Like, and he's, he is only in it for a couple of minutes. Like if we got two minutes of him as John Mm. Connor again, Mm. that would just be the ultimate. Like I get chills thinking about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, interesting. Like, I'm still very much excited for this. Obviously, when mm-hmm. whenever a new Terminator movie is excited, I think it's probably a good thing that my hype is now very much like lower down because I haven't seen this trailer that I'm wowed by that I'm going to watch 500 times before the movie comes out. Yeah, like I've reluctantly just watched it a second time just to refresh my memory, and I have zero intention on really watching it again. Um, and I'm going to try not to. Like I. I've got to this point now with a lot of films where I don't mind seeing the first trailer, but I don't want to see second and third trailers because that's when they get really spoilery. So that's it for me now. Like this is my expectations now until November. Yeah. Um, It's impossible for me to avoid this Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I said put it in my eyeballs the second I see it. Um, I'm going to really try not to. Yeah. I'm still, I want to, but Uh, like, especially with Tim Miller as well, we haven't even talked about it, but like, Mm. this is the best director they've had in ages for a Terminator movie. Yeah. Um, and that alone is enough to get excited about. Um, yeah, it's I, I, I'm glad they're not giving away much story because now for weeks and weeks and weeks, I can hypothesize about what it's going to be about, which is going <laughs> yeah, to be fantastic. The problem is that's going to lead like, to even more disappointment. <laughs> like this is going to be a goddamn journey now. Like you think you think we got into the weeds with what we thought was going to happen in Saw. You mm. wait until you hear me talk about a Terminator movie, oh, a yes. sequel to T2. Good luck, Tiny guys. Timey wimey. <laughs> We have that to look forward to over the next six months. So strap in. Um, <laughs> you did say it's a good time for new listeners. One hundred percent. There's there's show one fifty sorted. Uh, I mean, I already watched T two last week. So, you know. <laughs> of course you did. Um, <laughs> Every week, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this is moving on to some actual horror news now. This is very yeah. exciting. Um, just a small update, but it's nice to see, and it's regarding a quiet place too. Um, this movie is like, so I'll get to the news first, I guess, which is that it's being brought forward two months, um, which is nice. Right. Uh, it's originally coming out in May 2020, and it's now March 2020. Um, nice. So we're getting it a bit sooner. But yeah, like th- this movie is like... What movie is it scared of? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, May is usually superhero month yeah. um, off the top of my head. But yeah, I can't think of what's actually coming out next year. Mm. Um but uh yeah like this movie is one that i've really not put much thought into obviously because of how far away it is but like i don't know if i'm ready for a new quiet place like it seems still so early you know it only came out last year and i think for a movie i was gonna say it was just our movie of last year and it's like it's a mad kind of standalone thing it's not something like it chapter two where they've already got like a bare bones mm. script in the in the original novel like yeah. you know the, that's brimming with creativity, <laughs> they have to do you know, adaptation ideas like it, yeah. it feels crazy to me that this is we're already going to get a sequel mm. um and the fact that we're probably going to like we're going to see footage of this sometime this year and that just blows my mind because yeah i was it this feels like those ones that we're going to see in two three four years it's like no we're going to be seeing this like less than a year now <laughs> which no, is no, crazy. crazy um but it's exciting of course um and then, yeah, this next news story, just a smaller update on, um, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how they'd announced sort of the third um, installment in the Collector franchise. Um, mm. There's a couple of updates here. One is, is kind of cool and one kind of sucks. Um, the first one is that they've sort of changed the title, which I'm happy about. Um, they kind of screwed themselves with their original naming convention um, <laughs> because what was it? The Collector and then the Collection. Yeah. Um, and this was originally called the Collector Free, which was like, okay, it doesn't really work, but I'll let you have it. Yeah, um, but sometimes you just got to let a franchise get back to numbers. <laughs> like, yeah. We've but, learned this with kind of Friday the 13th and stuff in the past. Like, just, yes, fine 
guys go back to numbers it's cool. well the good news is they've changed it to the collected um nice so again it's like what we all wanted yeah like it doesn't help build a franchise like i'm with you like the collector free makes way more sense but also as a yeah. trilogy of movies i like the way this sounds more um oh yeah and it, and it definitely makes sense post they've talked about it picking up where the second one left off um and that God, really makes sense the second title. one yeah, I need to watch them both for sure. I definitely yeah, will. But the the part of this that I find a bit sucky because I did I was expecting this to come out this year. I thought it was in the mm. initial news story. Um, filming will take place later this year in the fall, in twenty nineteen. Christ. Um. So yeah, this one's not close at all. No. <laughs> um. Having it's said that, yeah, it is a smaller movie. So if it, it, you know, it could still come out like early twenty twenty. But yeah, I think this one's far away. But that's a mm. shame because I for some reason I thought they'd like sneakily filmed this and was gonna like you know put it out. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this might have been a more of a sneaky one. Mm, but yeah, it's not. So um, yeah, okay. we'll wait and see on that one. But I'm still pumped for it. Great movie. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about The Perfection. yeah as we sort of discussed at the start of the show this is a it was a smaller release that, that kind of was on the festival circuit at the start of the year mm. um and i saw a lot of positive hype you know people that had seen it loved it um and was very much like going cold like do not know anything about this movie um i 100 percent did didn't yeah. even know the film title so no, that's awesome <laughs> i did it guys i did it um and it was great because like i have to give a shout out to even bloody disgusting who when they posted the first trailer only this year they were like here's the trailer of this movie that netflix have acquired we recommend you don't watch this trailer even yeah though we're posting cool. about it and I was like that's great and i didn't um the, the only closest i got was the damn stupid autoplay screen on netflix is really annoying because you know they start right, showing yeah, you like the trailer right, and that, yeah and obviously there's like imagery and, and even i find that a bit spoilery to see someone in like a certain costume whatever so i like quickly kind of like press play on the netflix um which was pretty mental as well to talk about it as we get into this movie but this was the made the main thing on the splash page of netflix on the day of release really um, yeah it wasn't for me all right it was for i me, struggled which... to find it right i thought that was like, interesting because we yeah, talked about to type, like half the title of right the film, which was difficult yeah. for me it like... might, i tell you what i might have skewed it because i'd already added this to my watch list like two weeks yeah. ago um yeah. so maybe that was why but I, yeah. I thought it was worth mentioning because we talked before how some of these horror movies they release they just don't give any promotion mm. to whatsoever and I, I thought it was cool that at least for me anyway it was on the, the splash screen yeah i mean to be fair my netflix these days have a lot of kids stuff on there so <laughs> yeah. my splash screen looks very different than what it used to <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i mean i know when yeah. the new trolls series is coming out you know yeah. boss baby so. you got all the, exactly you got all the important information <laughs> just none of the horror movies um fuck's sake <laughs> but, uh, yeah i mean like, i think this is going to be one of those movies where we're probably going to have to give some brief thoughts and then recommendations i guess before we talk spoilers because i do yeah. want to respect what people have done and i'm very thankful for that um, yeah because going into it what i will say is i'm really glad i didn't know anything i think yeah, that me really too. helped my um enjoyment of this movie um and so i definitely um, don't want to ruin that for other people oh so, and now you're gonna ask me to synopsize it yeah Cheers, cheers, bro. I mean, <clears throat> I can try if you want, because I feel like I could maybe... Yeah, I got this. Way too much, yeah, I got, I got this down, I'll, I'll cut you off if I think it's getting spoiled. I, I got this down. So, <laughs> the final scene. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, for me going in, I didn't even know that our lead was um, Alison mm -hmm. Williams from, um, obviously, Get Out yeah. fame. 
um the main fantastic. reason why i was excited for this yeah because i didn't really know why you were hyped for this mm. and kind of it was that mixed with the people's I knew nothing reaction about it um and because i kept forgetting it was the one that people were hyped about from the festivals <laughs> yeah i was just like oh yeah matt's really hyped for this i don't really know why and then like um <laughs> you thought it was gonna be like the up, silence again <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah kind of when when she popped up straight away i was like oh okay fair play um because <laughs> obviously fantastic and get out i yeah. haven't really seen her in anything else from no, the top I mean, of my yeah. head um she, i know she does but, a lot of tv that i haven't watched yeah um yeah so she's our kind of lead charlotte um and um i guess kind of she's a this is her um, first movie since get out <laughs> really yeah god that's that's, that's mad but yeah like i, I think, said she's, um, she's only done tv and she's done get out in the perfection <laughs> really and a short film that's like her entire filmography that is actually mad because we'll get into <laughs> it like how good she is but like that's crazy yeah. that she's not done more stuff yeah because like um she yeah because like seeing her back in horror like i really want her to keep doing more mm. i think um that's kind of the the, the big the big thing kind of seeing seeing more of her i'm just like oh she's so good yeah like i want her just to keep in it um but yeah um so there she's kind of like a musician or kind of like this this um she she's a young she was a young kind of musician protege mm. that um got into a very prestigious kind of um music school for kind of really gifted children kind of the the, the elite kind of mm. school for musicians um but kind of pretty much in the opening scene we discover that she had to um drop out because of her mother being unwell um and we're now kind of reconnecting with her now she can kind of get her life back on track and kind of focus on her and she's trying to she basically it's her reconnecting with the musical school and going to italy maybe where were they well, when they the movies, yeah China. Oh shit, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Close. <laughs> I just had Italy in my mind and it looked pretty. Like and with all the, the opera houses and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get onto another bit, very clearly China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyway, um yes, she's so she's in China trying to kind of reconnect with the musical school and kind of basically the star pupil that kind of took her place almost kind of lizzie is kind of their their lead kind of star pupil and it's kind of like basically her kind of getting introduced to her um sorry charlotte getting introduced to lizzie um and kind of right now there's no horror going on and mm. um yeah that's kind of the end of my synopsis <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah because the second we start to get into where the horror kind of comes from um it, it starts to get into spoiler territory for me mm. Um, and, and, and like, I want to protect it. Um, we, we obviously will talk more into spoilers. This is on Netflix. So kind of once we get into initial thoughts and recommendations, and then we'll, we'll go into spoilers and talk about it a bit more deeply because it's out there for everyone to watch. Um, but yeah, kind of as my synopsis was quite short, like (laughs) I went into this one with 
like like I said, no knowledge of the movie or anything. The first couple of opening frames, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is like one of these art housey movies with all this classical music playing and imagery, and kind of like the first couple, the first thirty seconds is like all of these cuts to like different weird images of of kind of um, Charlotte at different ages and stuff like that, and I just kind of and I, I instantly was like. I'm going to pause this and see the goddamn running time. If this is two and a half hours, I'm going to kick off at Matt. And then like, so it was 90 minutes. I was like, okay, I can watch one of these movies for 90 minutes. And, um, such a hater. And then, the, and then like the second that we actually got introduced to our characters and, and kind of, you know, the movie kicked in, I was engaged and interested, obviously kind of, um, interested in Charlotte's, Charlotte's character. Obviously Alison Williams playing that. I was instantly like, yes okay i'm back in um and kind of as soon as she gets reintroduced in china and kind of you know her and lizzie start talking i'm almost forgetting i'm watching a horror movie i'm just really enjoying kind of seeing everything unfold and then i'm like shit shit's gonna go down and kind of I I was pretty much on board for the entire movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, we'll go into kind of where the horror comes in and where things start to um, break down. But there's almost kind of like, you know, the opening scenes, you've got like the first act of horror. And then there's kind of like a secondary act, isn't there as well? Hmm. Almost. And kind of like these two big moments. And kind of both of them I really enjoyed. Um, I thought kind of the the music as well um it it really did elevate the movie whereas mm. kind of like when it first started i thought it was going to be like a constantly there because it's in your face because obviously there are these music, musicians and stuff but the music was beautiful um it really reminded me of like us kind mm. of that that kind of big set piece in us when the music's yeah. kind of playing and kind of this cello kind of playing such so strongly throughout this movie was a really good influence i thought and yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it for a movie that like i say a few seconds in i really thought oh christ like what is this gonna be and and for me the fact that i couldn't find it easily on netflix mm. i was like this isn't even a goddamn big netflix release i'm like <laughs> what the hell is going on here <laughs> like um but yeah i really enjoyed this movie and kind of i think you know you can definitely um, as we kind of unpick things, this movie kind of uh, has some jumps and kind of makes some decisions. And there are some leaps in logic mm. and kind of um, if you really want to be critical, you can. But for me, I wasn't critical at all watching it. I was just enjoying the ride. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of when we when we talk about a lot of movies, like we can be overly critical at times on movies because, you know, when we when we talked about um some of these ghost movies that we've seen and stuff because we're taken out of the movie. So at that yeah. point we just start to critique more and more and more because the experience they've given us isn't entertaining. Whereas this, this experience was thoroughly entertaining. I thought both of the leads were fantastic, um, completely engaging. And I think, um, you know, f for me, the 90 minutes through, through by, and I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said about how this is the type of movie that is an experience where mm. if you're ready for this and it's it's hard because you're going to need to know a little bit about what this is about. Um, if you're a horror fan, though, then it's absolutely something that you should just sit down and, and not know too much about and just be mm. like, this is just going to wash over me. And like you say, like there are a few moments here and there where you might go, oh, that was a bit you know, weird or, or doesn't necessarily work, but just, just let it happen and just let mm. the whole experience enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's, it is an emotional experience. And I, I love this movie so much. Um, I, I just, I thought the first half was exceptional. Like I loved everything about the first half of this movie mm. right, where, like I say, being introduced to his characters, I was immediately interested with who they were and what they were yeah. doing. Um, I think they all have really interesting, you know, characters. Like there's there's interesting backstory. You've got this school dynamic. You've got this whole dynamic of this girl who's had to kind of give up her career and her life's work, you know, to, to mm. care for a loved one. And so, it, like, is she resentful or, or is she... Um, well, yeah, know, and then she gets thrown face-to-face with Lizzie instantly. Yeah. And you're like is there going to be hate there is there going to be jealousy resentment and kind of like the way that those two interact straight away it felt so right for these Mm. characters that we didn't really know and Mm. we kind of we almost got to know them as they were being introduced to each other and realizing what sort of people they were or at least what we thought they were from the offset and it wasn't how i read how it was going to go straight away which was really interesting that was a brilliant way of doing it like you say Mm. we didn't have any preconceived notions of either of those two characters so when they are meeting for the first time that is our introduction to these characters and we're like who is who is who you know is is one of these persons bad because we're watching a horror movie so we suspect that and yeah yeah like all of those different dynamics like i loved all of that back and forth it was so interesting it was so intense at times as well mm. like you really didn't know where it was going to go like between these two characters like I, it's really hard because i don't want to ruin anything but um mm. it's it yeah, really we'll get, we'll get into it. yeah we'll, we'll get there but um yeah it had me completely for the first half like adored it second half definitely um a little bit of a slowdown after this big moment um mm. Like you say, this movie's 90 minutes, which is great, but it was kind of interesting to me, especially that this movie's short and it's a movie that I really, really liked. But there was a moment where I was like, God, this feels like I've been watching this for a while. And I you don't usually feel that about things I really enjoy. So I kind of have to call that out there because it is something yeah. that I experienced when, especially in the middle sort of third after this big moment, there was a, there was a moment where I was like, I must've been watching this for 90 minutes and I paused it and there was like at least another 20 minutes to go. And I was like, Oh damn, it hasn't been as long as I thought. Um, so maybe it slowed down a little bit um, in the middle. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of resets itself almost hmm. where there's kind of the, the first act, which I've described like her getting reintroduced, um, you know, horror creeps in and we, get to the end of act one and then or almost like story one and Mm. then we kind of get story two and and you know it's kind of like they are two very separate things and and the setup for story two is kind of a little bit slower because we already know all the characters then and they're just kind of dealing with what happened in part one Mm. um but I I wasn't really I didn't really have a moment of boredom I don't really think like mm. there were definitely the slower moments but I was still really engaged with what was going on yeah um, I don't think I was uh, ever bored it just felt longer than it was yeah. in a weird way and even though yeah. I really enjoyed the movie it felt longer which maybe that's a good thing I don't know but um it definitely yeah. felt like I was watching a longer movie. Um, mm. One thing that I really want to give this movie credit for as well is because I think I said it either a few weeks or a few months back about how 
kind of movies for the show like i really wanted to just see more weird stuff and more, more yeah. stuff just out there and i think as part of what we do for the show it's always going to skewer more towards the mainstream um yeah see we do mostly cinema yeah and it's normally fright fest where we can find those sorts of things you know exactly. like a life changer or something like that's that what's, yeah, exactly um, that's what's so exciting about a festival is that you get yeah. stuff like this where you would just that. you'd read a two-word synopsis you would see that alison williams was in it and you'd watch it and that'd mm. be enough um whereas generally we don't usually do that for the show you know it's like it's a sequel or it's a big cinema release or yeah. it's a netflix release but generally they're more tame and so yeah. i think that's what's awesome about this is this movie's not tame this movie's goddamn crazy when it really gets Definitely. done and it's a netflix release and that's kind of wild the fact that loads of people are going to see this that yeah. usually wouldn't and this should be like the weirdly uh, yeah like obscure me. movie that you have to seek out and it you know it's not kinda... it's on netflix kind of like braid really when we saw mm. that something like that that was you know and i, I thought this was going to be more that way i can see yeah. why netflix picked something like this up because mm. it's definitely out there and crazy but it's also very cohesive mm. you know it, it's a very linear path we're taking yeah it, it, there are kind of moments but but we kind of we see the full journey and you get a fairly accurate picture. It doesn't kind of something like a braid. You kind of like end mm. it and you're like, so were they high the whole time? Like yeah, there's hardly anything that's left up to the viewer to like, decide for. Yeah, whereas like this that. one, you, yeah, you kind of get the full story. And, mm. and um, so you can see why this definitely can get the mainstream buzz a bit more. Yeah, like what you said about, you know, expecting this to be an art house movie. Like I, I thought this was going to be like a braid, you know, like yeah. that sort of thing, which because I thought like, I'll it's... hopefully get enjoyment from it, but it's going to be batshit crazy in like a just nonsensical kind of way. Yeah, like it's got obviously a bit of a strange title, which makes sense having seen the movie, but going in, you're kind of like the perfection. Like you don't really know what that means. Mm. Um, and like you say, you know, it's about cellist and you kind of like, oh, okay is this going to be like a slow arty movie with like one scene of horror thrown in? And it's like, when you actually watch it now, this is like a straight up horror movie. <laughs> like yeah. it makes sense. It's told like a horror movie. It's performed like a horror movie. They know what they're making. Um, and it's, it will serve the audience really, really well. I think this is one that I really hope finds its audience. I'm super glad it's on Netflix. Like, I think that's the perfect kind of yeah. Yeah, um, I really do. Like, I think they've done such a good job of picking this sort of thing up. Um, they've picked up a lot of stuff, uh, you know, over the years that isn't necessarily the, the best type of horror. Like, I think mm. Netflix usually skewers towards tamer stuff. And there is some stuff that we've obviously loved that's been on there. Um, but I like that they picked this where... Like, yeah, well, because when, when I first booted up Netflix, the one thing I noticed was that it was an 18 yeah i was like oh okay mm -hmm. we're seeing an 18 for this show isn't nice? yeah <laughs> exactly and it earns that rating like it definitely mm. is an 18 <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i don't i don't really want to spoil any any more um but just to say that like this kind of reminded me a bit like mars at times as well which i mm. really liked um but uh yeah i don't really have anything else to say i don't think other than like really want to talk about some specifics because this movie gets very yeah we got we got to break this down i think and <clears> we got to go into spoilers obviously um as it's on netflix you guys can pick it up whenever you want um mm. uh, as it's on netflix like this is an absolute no-brainer for me like if this mm. was in the cinema or whatever like th this is a really cool movie and mm. definitely something that horror fans should check out the fact that it's on netflix and you can just watch it now like go watch it and then listen to our spoiler part of the podcast yeah i completely agree like this is one of my favorites i've seen this year so far um and i really really dug it and like you say being on netflix it's perfect you know you don't mm. 
have to go out and seek it like some of these movies you know we talked about a really weird obscure movie last week that's very hard to get hold of yeah um, and then we also cover movies the big cinema movies that you really have to you know you have to earn that right something like you know don't want to bring it up again but like curse of la Llorona, it's like you're asking people to go out of their way to spend their hard-earned money and watch it and it just doesn't deserve any of that. Whereas mm-hmm. this movie, it's on a subscription service that you probably already have. Um, yeah. So, so the only real commitment is the time. And like I say, this is 100% worth your time. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely see this movie. Um, but yeah, full spoiler alert. Hopefully you've now seen the movie uh, mm. before you listen to this part. Um, well, before we delve into spoilers too much, uh, opening scene. Any gratuitous horror opening scene for you? Um, was there? I don't really remember. It was just weird imagery of her leaving the art school, really, and so no. Yeah, no. I don't really remember too much about the. Opening I didn't scene. like it. I didn't you like it. About it, but yeah. um, yeah, it put me off. But it didn't. It was. It was not an unnecessary horror scene. It was just kind of unnecessary. But you know, you all, all I can remember from, in my memory of when this movie starts is like her walking in China. But obviously, yeah, you you get like the whole. You see a bit of her, her with mom, her mum, and her mum's kind of looking at her, and obviously, kind of looking quite creepy and then it's kind of like showing all these flash images of things and stuff you see her with like the or you see kinda. someone with like a shaved head don't you getting shocked and stuff in yeah little, a little yeah. bit yeah 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 it's, it's very uh, weird like opening yeah. and it immediately sort of gets going um but yeah where the hell do you want to unpack this should we start with kind of act one and as kind of lizzie and um charlotte kind of meet each other and kind of yeah i mean i just a bit more of the plot I love these interactions so much because, like you say, you, you already know the backstory of kind of mm. like she's the the chosen one and she's kind of taken her spot, and so you <clears> think like, oh, she's going to come at rivalry. At yeah, you yeah, think exactly. Rivalry there, and like they they, they they instantly strike up this bond where kind of yeah. Lizzie's basically says how she got into music because of Charlotte, and mm. it cuts back to actually one of those flashy images at the start, and when Charlotte leaves the the music school she crosses lizzie on the stairs mm. and charlotte paid no you know no interest in this you know in her mind it was just yeah. you know she was leaving and very upset but that was like a big moment for lizzie to actually meet her mm. and kind of like meet her idol and kind of so then like charlotte's really humbled by that and the two of them really strike this bond kind of early on mm. um and I thought that was super interesting how they kind of, you know, they they ended up kind of playing together that night, kind of um, an impromptu kind of mini concert and kind of escaping the party together and everything mm. else and kind of um, end up spending the night together. And basically um, Lizzie says that she's booked herself a holiday for the first time ever mm. and is having kind of two weeks off um, and she just is going to, absolutely backpack it completely kind of slum it basically because Mm. you know this kind of cello kind of lifestyle she's in this super upper class kind of environment all the time she's first class she's in these giant opera halls playing in these you know all of these fancy outfits and everything else and she just really wants to go really down and just kind of live normal life almost instead of this high life that she's been used to um and Charlotte kind of agrees and goes on board with her and kind of the evening before when they're at the opera, there's a character that ends up kind of being sick in front of them mm. and they hear chatter about this um, virus that's going around that's affecting people. Um, and kind of Lizzie wakes up the next morning um, 
thinking that she's hung over but over the course of the day as they start to get on this absolute bat shit crazy kind of hokey bus that no one should ever get on uh let alone kind of two young girls that don't really speak the language of the country <laughs> but they get on this bus and kind of um lizzie really starts to struggle and go downhill and i was like oh okay this is this is a goddamn like post-apocalyptic movie we're gonna get like <laughs> infections and shit going on i'm like okay i'm down for this mm. and then like um it was probably one of the only parts of the movie where i was a little bit like oh i hope this isn't the whole movie and it wasn't which i was thankful of because kind of lizzie becomes very whiny Mm. um and obviously they explain why that is but in the moment i was starting to think jesus christ lizzie either you need to die now or you've got to sh- sort your shit out because i can't watch you for another hour moaning about mm. your stomach ache. <laughs> yeah but then um obviously it kind of breaks into it more and kind of um i mean i guess do we want to go into it kind of where it where it goes yeah, we can do. I mean, I don't want to just sort of retell the plot, but what, yeah. I just wanted to pull it back to the um, the initial meetings between the two, which I, I found so intense because they have this really full-on kind of flirt- flirtatiousness between the two of them. Mm. And I really liked that because it, it was really like a thin line between you know, do they re- are they really attracted to each other and do they really want to be yeah, with each other? Yeah, or is it oh, like hate? Yeah, like, or are these, is one of them just going to murder the other one? And like, Mm. I loved that. And that fully comes from the the two actresses' performances, which I thought was at its strongest at the start of the movie. Like, I think that's what drew me in immediately. And yeah, all those scenes. You you feel, you feel a heat and you don't know what that heat is, whether it's passion or fury or anger or jealousy or what it is but you know that there is a genuine heat between the two of them and you've seen um, i've seen so many things try and do that and it's really hard to accomplish in any sort of mm, movie or tv show where it's that mm, fine line between like oh these characters are really you know are going for each other but but in what way and so yeah, yeah when they normally initially... one of like an evil smirk on and you're like yeah. oh okay, they have other intentions exactly they, they play it out too obvious even, but then yeah when they initially... knowing charlotte or not charlotte sorry knowing kind of allison and how she can turn on her acting from Get Out. Yeah. Even with that, she did not give a hint of that in those scenes. You know, it was played completely. Yeah, I, I was clueless as to which, what, you know, how it was going to go down. Definitely. And then, even, even like after they've hooked up, you kind of thinking like, okay, that's happened now. But like, what what's next? You know, like it's yeah. not, you don't immediately feel safe in the situation. You're like, okay, they are now together. But in yeah. what capacity? Like, well, is one Lizzie's of them falling like, for them actually? Or is it just tricks? Like, yeah, because you kind of like, I'm like, I'm watching a horror movie. Mm. So I know that shit's going to go down. And I'm like, is Lizzie trying to get Charlotte away? Yeah. Or, or is Charlotte knowing that Lizzie's booked that holiday kind of getting on board because she knows that they're going to be in the middle of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of super interesting. And then, yeah, the fact that then they threw in this kind of virus thing, I was just like, hell yeah, we got ourselves a post-apocalyptic yeah. movie. Like we're going to have some outbreak and these two yeah. are going to try to survive on the road together. And then, uh, yeah, that clearly isn't the way the movie ended up. Yeah. So obviously, um, when it starts going really crazy, like it, at what point did you ever think like what's going on here? Like, because yeah. to me, it was only until she literally pulled out the meat cleaver when I was like, oh, okay, like I just assumed it was like a dream sequence. Yeah. But up until that point, I was kind of just believing it all. Like I just I, thought she was genuinely. I was, Ill. I was believing it all. The only thing I was a little bit disappointed with, and I wrote it down like as part of a thing to kind of bring back on was the fact that i thought the bugs in the sick and kind of on her arm and that sort of thing didn't look that great 
Yeah. Um, and now obviously it's clear why it didn't because obviously it was more an imagination. You know, it was kind of when yeah. they kind of cut back and show it, obviously it wasn't there at all. So like I can see why it wasn't looking like this crazy, grotesque, gory thing because it was only her mind subliminally kind of filling, filling in the blanks. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit questioning there, but yeah, I was the same as you. The second she pulled out the meat cleaver, I was like, Oh Christ. I was like, <laughs> my first instinct was why did she pack a meat cleaver? My <laughs> second instinct was, well, this is just not right. This is not real. And yeah, then my, my 100% first thought was why would she pack a meat cleaver? Like yeah. she's only bringing the essentials. And then I was like, nah, she's not packed that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, um, having now seen the movie, so we know kind of like what her intentions were. Like, how much of that do you think was was pre-planned? Because obviously, she takes the drugs that she, well, obviously yeah. were her mum's drugs. But like, there are so many things that are just perfectly coincidental. Like the fact that Lizzie wanted to actually go on this bus to nowhere. The fact that you know a guy was coughing and there was a clearly illness going around. Mm. Like, how much of that do you reckon was just like perfect circumstance, and how much was actually pre-planned? It's. I don't know. Like, I haven't really thought about it too much because I think I, I do think if you start to really break down these things, because it it, it can start to have problems. Mm. I think probably a lot of it was premeditated, though. Yeah, I think um, she was always going to make her try she, and go insane, wasn't she? Yeah, of the I, don't, whole hallucinations I don't. Thing. I would imagine that she probably found out that she was having a holiday mm. um, or a break and kind of getting away from it all, and so she knew she had opportunity. Um, that night, I think she took the drugs to try to make Lizzie hallucinate. I don't mm. necessarily think that they were, um, she thought that they were going to have this connection and she was going to get to drug her the way she did. Mm. Um, and obviously later on we, we kind of discovered that it was more of a genuine connection as well. I don't think yeah. she was, I think she was doing it for her own benefit Lizzie the out. Well, not even, it was for Lizzie's benefit. That's what I mean. Yeah. She was doing it to help yeah. Lizzie to get her out. Yeah. And that was her only intention. And then just to help her realize that, but, but everything else was kind of, you know, just snowballed on top of that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it was I the think... only thing that was interesting to me when I was watching it because mm. I was like, it very much came across like she'd obviously planned it. Um, mm. And when you're watching it in the moment, but then when you think about it, you're like, but why was there a guy sick? You know, that was like the perfect setup to really put it in a mind. Yeah, but then Hell. she could have um, poisoned him or something potentially. There. Yeah, because like the second shit like that starts to happen people start to say shit like <laughs> mm, there's a lot of poison in this movie as well <laughs> yeah so like it wouldn't surprise me if she kind of you know poisoned a couple of people mm. uh you know even fed some of them the drugs just slipped a few of them in some drinks that night yeah <laughs> uh, what did you think yeah. about her actual reasoning obviously when, when this movie kind of it has so many twists and turns and that's kind yeah. of the main big one which i think is to me it was the best moment of the movie um yeah. because it was it was the one that really caught me off guard and i didn't see it coming at all mm. i feel like the other two big reveals um kind of the second one is um well i can't remember actually what order it is in no it's, it is the second one yeah so the second one is that basically the teacher of the school is kind of like this pedophile yeah um, how did that reveal sit for you because for me i found that to be the the worst reveal of the whole movie oh when uh, for me it was almost not really a reveal yeah i was like oh okay they're now gonna say that he's the pedophile that we all know he is like yeah. the second you kind of the second you see so him, shady the first time you see him yeah the second you see him and he's two little guys and yeah, they're kind of like girls these young like girls are like yeah and he's kind of like judging these young girls on their musical talents and it just they looked wrong and they looked yeah. seedy mm. um and um 
discs yeah it didn't really feel like a reveal for me mm. um the final one kind of fell you know not really a surprise like you say it was the first one when she actually started to saw into her arm and just mm. chopped her arm off i was like jesus christ um i enjoyed the rewind as well yeah like, that's really cool um i think it's kind of something that it could take people out of the experience because it does take away some of the cohesiveness and i did say that this is like a linear film mm. and obviously it does have this rewind but it's very much like a very quick rewind and just basically showing you what really happens or filling yeah. in some blanks and it's kind of like a really it's a cool way to progress the movie and give you this reveal in in for me a quite a satisfying way yeah um, i loved them that they were like i wanted more of that you know i was yeah. so excited each time it rewound like the yeah, the last like, time oh, obviously fuck. is when kind of yeah, like when yeah. Um, Charlotte is kind of like tied up and she's about to be abused by Lizzie and, and then it starts to rewind. I'm like, oh, damn, here we go. You know, yeah. we're actually going to find out what's going on. And um, yeah, that last one was the only one where I was kind of a bit like, okay, like I'm, I'm on that. That's what I talked about at the start where I'm like, I was on board for the adventure at that point um, yeah. because I'm not sure how much it actually makes sense, you know, for Lizzie and Charlotte to be totally fine with each other. Like I get yeah. it that Charlotte had good motivations yeah. and she was trying to save Lizzie, but there must be a better way than cutting someone's hand off. Like, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's it's kind of like the whole saw thing, though. Mm. Like, um, you know, we we straight away kind of think that Jigsaw's followers um, respect him for like yeah. you know opening their eyes to him, and that's almost basically what Charlotte did to Lizzie. Yeah, um, and we kind of go along with 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 Saw and kind of you know what what they do there and so i think kind of that's why i kind i kind of just go along with this as well you know i think um in my mind i'm like there must be a better way mm. but i think the fact that charlotte had kind of lived that life and realized yeah. how completely brainwashed lizzie was it wasn't until the art school turned her back on her mm -hmm. that she re that she saw the abuse and i yeah. thought it was a really clever message for abuse mm. and kind of just just how people can live in these awful situations and don't realize that they're actually being such victims to it mm. because they're so brainwashed and so clouded by the situations they're in and it's not until they can get taken out of them and sometimes you have to go extreme i mean this is very extreme Mm. Uh, but sometimes it has to be an extreme reason why they get taken out of that situation until they can take a step back and actually realize what's happened to them. Um, and so I thought it was, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about Twilight Zone and kind of the messaging within that at some point in this show. And I thought this one was a really good way of showing that message of kind of how people can actually be so brainwashed by horrific abuse that, that both, you know, all the girls had to endure. Mm. Um, so brainwashed by it all that lizzie wasn't a victim until her arm was chopped off and then she realized what a victim she was aside mm. from her arm being chopped off what she was actually enduring in her day-to-day -day life yeah um so and and so i kind of can see where charlotte was like lizzie is not gonna stop playing her instrument if she doesn't stop playing her instrument if she doesn't get bad at playing the art school aren't going to turn her back on her. Mm. How can I make her bad at playing? And I don't know if there's anything they could explore there, you know, but, yeah. but, that, but like, how could she make her bad at playing? 
like yeah. you know i, I really mean like maybe that. just I... just maybe just chop off one finger like <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you have to be but... so excessive but I, I completely agree with you i like charlotte's yeah. reasoning behind it and i think it makes perfect sense yeah um because like you say it really opens it's the only way she could open up lizzie eyes for what's oh actually yeah going but on. i kind of feel like my only issue is the fact that lizzie like obviously she sees that it, it does open her eyes mm. but i think it would take years of uh, removed from the fact to then but, really yeah. see that charlotte helped her but obviously again they have to they have yeah. to quicken these things up because it's a movie but like you wouldn't immediately once you've been pushed away from the abusers and your eyes are open you wouldn't immediately be thankful no and i don't i don't think she'd ever truly be thankful of charlotte mm. because it's still her arm like do you, do you think just... she was just kind of like well we're just gonna team up you know kind of like to help I, each no, other i don't, both have I don't enemy, think so or... it's difficult because i think you know it really does remind me of like short um um saw and amanda mm. and kind of you know she you know they just fully get on board with it and i think it's just kind of like you have to accept that and i think um it's difficult to know someone in that situation because charlotte did open her eyes to the abuse that she was uncovering Mm. and she has freed her like as a person she had to lose her arm to do that and so for us i can imagine losing my arm and how i'd feel about that I can't imagine like having that level of abuse happen to me and having my eyes opened after that amount of time and mm-hmm. how I'd feel about that. So I think that's why we're focusing on the what happened to her, her arm and not the other side of it. And it's difficult to see the whole picture. So, yeah. you know, I think I can kind of, you know, I gave it a pass and I didn't really, I kind of thought to myself, like, it definitely would take time, but um, some time has passed. It's not been a great deal of time though, has it? Um, it's like a few weeks in it yeah um but i think it's kind of i can understand why they made the choices they made and i felt satisfied by it i didn't feel like cheapened at all no i didn't it didn't it definitely didn't take me out of it either you know this this movie like i say it goes there and i respect that more than anything like it's Mm. trying to hit home runs constantly and so i like Mm. that it's not necessarily trying to tell the most realistic story ever told um especially when we get to the final imagery like this movie clearly had a a level of kind of craziness to it that it wanted to portray with that final image. And it's not necessarily being like, this is the most realistic tale ever told. (laughs) No, exactly. I think that's the thing. I think it does start to go into that more art housey side of things where they did really want that final image. Yeah. A lot of body horror and, um, but it was one of the most enjoyable ones that I've kind of experienced. You know, I was fully on board. Kind that of that fight was the, so like visceral to watch. Like that yeah. proper made me go like, oh, when she, when he like stabbed her in the arm and oh, when he stabbed her in the oh. arm, I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh. I was like, that was one of the craziest things I've seen yeah. like outside of Lords <laughs> of Chaos this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we've seen some stuff. Um, yes, we have. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Lords of Chaos has desensitized me, though. I think that's something <laughs> that we're gonna have to touch on at some point because uh, once you see that that scene, I don't even want to spoil it. But like, once that, you see that twice and on the big screen, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I just kind of felt like when her arm got ripped, I was like, "Nah, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm all right." Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it was fairly savage, but you know, Lords of Chaos is nuts. <laughs> it was really savage. The only thing that slightly took me out of it was that you could tell it was CG. Um, um, yeah that was the yeah. only thing whereas it, you, it, in lords of chaos it's very practical <laughs> yeah i feel like someone actually died like yeah. in filming it um yeah. but yeah um this um yeah i think like the what you said there about the fact that it is trying to hit home runs constantly i think that's why i respect it mm. you know it's not trying to tow a line it's trying to tell a crazy story and like i enjoyed the crazy story it was trying to tell and that's why i don't 
you know, uh, characters made some choices where I'm kind of, you know, if we start to really unpack it, and I'm sure some people would kind of find it, find frustrations there. For me, I'm like, the choices they made made sense in the world that they created, and I, 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 I will accept that, and I'm more than happy with, with what they gave us. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the, one other thing that kind of struck me as I was watching the movie, and I don't know if this was something that occurred to you, was that the whole, when they started, um, you know, explaining her mum's backstory, and then when we start getting so many twists, I don't know about you, mm. but I was really expecting there to be a final twist, which was that the only way she could initially get out of the school was that if her parent became ill, and so she was the one who poisoned her mum to then get out of the school and kind of stop the the you know the initial cycle of abuse. On yeah, her. but it's kind of like she would have been aware of the brainwashing then. Yeah, like and and I felt like a part of what these horrible people do, and especially what these three characters do is brainwash their victims into not believing their victims. You know, Lizzie mm. does not for one second think she's a victim in the first half of that movie. Yeah. And then, and then when she does think she's a victim, she thinks it's because her arm's gone. And mm. it's not until the art school turned their back on her and the way he turns his back on her that she, her eyes get, she kind of like, there was a really good scene where she's going through the art school just before he kicks her out. And he's, he's teaching the class. Mm. And, and all three of the male teachers are being very creepy and sinister. And she's kind of watching that. And you can tell that she's watching it from a different perspective. And then he sits down and kicks her out. And it was like her eyes were finally open. And I really mm. thought, I felt like those scenes played really well into each other and, and kind of told me why Lizzie did what she did really well. Mm. Yeah, and I definitely think it would take away from the message a little bit had she been the one to break out of it because I kind of like the almost um, circumstance. It was chance. Yeah, like it was know. chance, and and in a lot of ways you could say she got lucky because like it, mm. and it's a really awful thing, and and that's again a great horror movie trope is like the fact that yeah she had to witness her mum being really ill for like for years, years. And years. Yeah, but that was the only thing that and opened her eyes. Of her life. On yeah, her. and that was the only thing and that dream. got her out yeah. of this this you know circle of abuse. So like yeah, yeah. it does it is more powerful just leaving it open that way yeah and not yeah. necessarily making her become this like because i think then it would really put her as a bit more too much of a villain charlotte mm. if she yeah, poisoned exactly. her own mum and chopped someone's hand off yeah <laughs> because they yeah. are still one of you know they are the, like these are these are our two lead characters and they are sympathetic characters because of what they've been through like there is one big villain in this movie um yeah. and they are the the you know the victims of that um, yeah but uh yeah and we I think didn't have... i think like um like I say, we'll, we'll talk about t Twilight Zone and mm. like messaging and that sort of thing later on in this show. But like for me, this movie really made me take a step back after I finished watching it. And like, um, you know, this this movie is not a giant message on abuse like labeled that way. But like it really mm. made me think about like how victims are kind of brainwashed and the treatment and that sort of thing and kind of you know i'm sure the movie's intent was to make me think that way but it mm. gave me a really good cohesive movie and the message really sunk home and i think that's something that we've seen recently not work and mm. in this case it 100 did yeah well i think it's great about movies like this and they're so rare and i think we've maybe uh, I mean, maybe we've definitely seen one other movie this year for sure. But like, there are mm. movies that are not only was this incredibly enjoyable to watch, but I've equally enjoyed talking about it and really breaking yeah. it down. And th and that's great because some of these movies they don't warrant a discussion. Like you watch them, you enjoy them, and you move on, and that's that's yeah. fine. 
But then there are other movies, and especially for the show, it's more exciting to be like, wow, I really enjoyed this movie. Let's unpack it. There's actually a lot going on here. Yeah, because kind of um, like Polaroid was a movie we watched last week, and it was hmm. like, no, it's just kind of cool. Like, yeah. you know, take a picture and people die. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, you Even know, some movies and, that uh, I've liked more than I that. I was kind of like, I it's just those movies. Yeah. But like, yeah, kind of something like this that you can really unpack it. It does. It does add a whole element to what we do anyway. So yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we did have a couple of questions about this one before mm. we move on. Um, the first one is from Faras, who says, uh, did you also think that the perfection was all over the place? It's enjoyable. Yes. But I thought the plot was all over the place. Um, mm. We kind of talked about this, but yeah, I didn't find it all over the place at all. Really. I thought that, no. especially given that we thought that was going to be a movie like that, where it, yeah. like we bring up braid and maybe people haven't seen that much. I'm sure there's other movies that we've watched, but any yeah, sort it's of one that sticks in my mind, that yeah, we saw the show. any sort of sort of art housey mo- uh, movie where maybe it's, is telling it not necessarily in chronological order, or maybe it's a bit weird. And like this movie doesn't have any of that. Like it's pretty much just a, you're introduced to two characters. Like say outside of that initial scene, that's a little bit weird. And you'd be like, mm. Oh, what's happening with a mum and stuff but they they explain that in the first like acts you know i think outside of the first 30 minutes there isn't any craziness going on outside of the actual plot of the movie you know it's not hard to follow Um, yeah i think kind of because what was the actual question plot all over the place yeah did you think yeah he said it was enjoyable yes but did you think the plot was all over the place because i think like you can definitely and we've explored that a bit like were the characters choices all over the place Mm. kind of like charlotte making the decision to do what she did to lizzie lizzie making the decision to kind of team up with charlotte and that sort Mm. of thing were those decisions all over the place i could definitely see how people weren't on board with that when you get the full story of this uh, you know the full kind of picture of this i think we've broken down quite well why we gave it a pass and still Mm. enjoyed it but i could definitely see why people could see that you know why the hell would lizzie ever want to team up with charlotte and that sort of thing yeah um, but yeah, thanks for that one. Uh, we do have another one from Paul. Um, hope you're well, Paul. Uh, he says that the uh, the two female leads were fantastic. Uh, what did mm. you make of the rest of the cast? Um, yeah, I mean the whole cast was pretty much on point. Like, yeah, this doesn't have a big in, cast, in terms it? of yeah, in terms of kind of like real screen time. We're only really talking about the three kind of horrible teachers, musician mm. teachers, um, his wife. Yeah. And I guess the the young girl that won the contest. Yeah. Um, and kind of all of them, I thought, knocked it out of the park. I felt super uncomfortable every time the young contest winner was on screen. Yeah. I just I just wanted her to just go away. I was like, please don't <laughs> don't show any more of her. This is this is just terrifying. And like she played that part so well. Um all three of the blokes were super creepy and just made made my skin crawl and mm. wanted to see them just get destroyed. The the wife was an interesting one because um and again I thought she played it quite well because for quite a chunk of it I was like, is she just like this innocent wife that mm. just doesn't really know what her husband does in the basement or, you know, naive or, or is she kind yeah. of involved in it? And I thought she towed the line quite well, whereas I didn't really know that she was fully involved until you got to see the full picture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think everyone smashed it. Yeah, I agree. Like you don't see too much of them, so it's hard to judge. Um, but yeah, I mm. definitely liked the guy who played Anton and, and his wife. They were probably the two that we saw the most, mm. um, and they were very good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, to kind of single them out because this is such a, a, 
um piece for those two characters and those oh, two yeah. actresses yeah and that is what we'll always remember and oh um, they got they down were, smashed it yeah they were so amazing like obviously allison williams we already knew was amazing she, she's now two for two but the the other woman as well um is it logan mm. brownon her name is um so, yeah. again, i've not seen her in anything and again now much like allison and get out i'm like yeah i want to see her in more stuff like mm. she's absolutely fantastic yeah um so yeah, they, yeah they she were, was they she was amazing. really captivating for me mm. kind of you know, because her character kind of gets a real roller coaster journey, and yeah, she plays it real good. It would have been easy as well to just kind of being swallowed up by being with someone who we already know in the genre and mm, love so well. Exactly, she, like she's the face of the poster, Allison, and all this stuff. So it would have been easy to forget about her. But yeah, she mm. totally holds her own. Like definitely. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for that one. We already did our recommendations, didn't we? So we don't have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, suffice it. to say, we like this movie. Um, but yeah, we will take a short break, and we will be right back. yeah we do have another question this week uh, of course you can always hit us up on twitter at shbpod uh, ask us anything horror related or unhorror related it's always fun as well um, mm-hmm. this week we do have one from Cody uh, who says do you guys think that a majority of the Netflix brand films are hit or miss um, and what are your least favourite and most favourite Netflix brand movies um, mm. Obviously, it's a difficult one to answer. I was just looking back on what we've actually covered. Um, because off the top of my head, it feels like more of a miss. Um, we see some movies that I just find kind of dull. Um, yeah. I think movies like The Open House, Spring to Mind, The Babysitter. Um, that, remember that Cargo movie as well? Mm. Just ones like that. I think... There's been so many strong ones as well. Is that, is yeah. The other side of that. Like, obviously, Annihilation for us was a huge yeah, one. Yeah, Annihilation, Gerald's Game. Yeah, it's, it's a huge one. Um, um, I think... I remember the hits a lot more and I'm always kind of like when I, when I saw this question, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm positive on Netflix movies. Like normally when we get one, I'm excited. Mm. And then when I actually started to look back through them all, I'm like, it is probably just more miss than hit. Yeah. Um, it is almost 50, 50, I think. Yeah. It's very Um, close. (laughs) There, there aren't many that I've actively disliked. I think open house was probably, probably my least favorite. I was trying to think, um, of some of the ones we've done mm. of the ones you mentioned and of the ones that sprung to my mind, open house was my least favorite. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of that still isn't a movie that I like absolutely hated. So no, worse. <laughs> I think, yeah. And so I think kind of, we've talked a lot about Netflix on this show and I think what, what Netflix has done is really elevated itself into the, just the, the us, with talking about horror movies for the full year, it's not like we're going to have a best Netflix movie category. Mm. Netflix movies are in our best of, you know? So I think it just shows that Netflix has brought itself into just the whole conversation. Whereas a few years ago it was like, Oh, what's the best on demand movie of the year? Mm. It's like, no, the best on demand movie of the year could be the best movie of the year. And they have been in our top five yeah definitely Um, it's interesting with the whole hit or miss thing because yeah like Mm. last year we had some really good ones but this year so far has been a lot of misses i think for me obviously we covered bird box uh for the Mm. show um and the silence recently as well yeah Um, so so it hasn't been too great obviously going into this one which is now a great one um but to answer the other part of the question obviously what are our favorites um it goes without saying a couple of them but i just wanted to give a shout out to apostle um because i absolutely love that movie um yeah annihilation for 
for me. Yeah, th- th- those two obviously both on our top ten last year, and then we've obviously yeah. previously discussed Gerald's game. Um, I I think if I really had to pick one, it would probably still be that as like my all time sort of favorite Netflix horror. Um, mm. It's very difficult though with like all of those ones, and even this one is in contention as well. I, I think all of those four that we've just mentioned are very strong for me. Um, they are. But yeah, Gerald's game, man. Whew, what a movie! That is a movie. Um, definitely. I wish I again recently. Did you? Yeah, I, mean, I, I still I, haven't rewatched it. I decided to kind of um, listen to the audiobook, mm. went through the audiobook, and then watched the film again. Yeah. What did you think? I don't know how he did it. Um, I just don't <laughs> know how he did it. Like, what, yeah. listening to the audiobook, I was like, this is impossible to make into a good film. I'm like, maybe <laughs> yeah. I was just blown away by the unique story. And then, like, I watched the film. I'm like, no, he made fantastic choices, changed the novel, and made it into such a good film. Yeah, we, it was already a great story, but it but like it would have been terrible telling it the way it was one hundred percent from the book. So I thought it was a great adaptation. Yeah, that's the, that's the best part, isn't it? You know, mm. they're, they're, those are the best yeah. Stephen King adaptations, as the ones that can change mm. the parts that don't work. Exactly. So that's exactly. what's most exciting coming later this year as well. With yeah, what is definitely. His next project, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for that question. Um, yeah, just to sort of round us off quickly, obviously we have still been watching Twilight Zone. We talked about it a few mm-hmm. weeks ago now. Um, yeah. I believe we'd spoken up to episode five. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So what is, can you remember what episode six is? Cause these all just blur together in my So head. six was the space one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so six was a super interesting one that basically sums up this entire season for me. <laughs> where I think every the, episode does almost. Yeah, almost. You <laughs> that's know, a great the, idea the, that's undercooked. <laughs> the spaceship is heading off to a mission to colonize mars and as they're almost in the countdown procedure they get notification that nuclear warheads have been sent from russia or wherever yeah what a great concept um, for an episode yeah and so they decide to to send the spaceship off knowing that mere moments later the the entire world has probably been wiped out by nuclear missiles yeah i like Um, that they were unsure you know they didn't actually know whether or not it went ahead or not yeah so it was like a fantastic kind of idea and the 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 episode then kind of meandered for a chunk of time where i was still interested but it really didn't develop things and kind Mm. of when characters actually started to explore like how real this is and is it is it actually all a hoax is you know do they know the truth what is going on um it it then kind of ended yeah and and i was kind of like oh and this one was like it wasn't trying to give me a really heavy ham-fisted message or anything it just didn't give me the full story that i wanted Mm. um so i was left unsatisfied after being super into the opening yeah, I completely um, agree. I thought which, is the the red... whole, which is the whole season. <laughs> yeah, like it's a little. There's a little bit spoilery, but I don't really recommend you watch this anyway. Is that um, it? The red heron to me was more exciting than what they actually done. Mm. Um, I liked the yeah. character who was saying, you know, maybe they are just testing us guys. Because I was like, yeah, that's a fucking fantastic idea. Like they yeah. would do something crazy like that to be like, would you give up your loved ones and your family for yeah. this mission? Yeah, and they're so like, okay, that. you can go. Yeah, yeah like. But then once they kind um, of like you know put that to the side and like, no, he's just crazy, and, and it is actually the mission. I was like, oh, this isn't that interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, you were Black Mirror, and now you're just kind of boring again. Yeah, it's like, oh, um, guess what? It was Aliens again, and I feel like that's been the yeah. end of at least four episodes this yeah. season. Um, the next episode was the. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the which one was the that? one with um Lisa Famiga, but I think that's episode eight. Episode eight was the um the refugee one. 
Oh, men suck. Oh, okay. Seven. Uh, oh, okay, it is that one. Yeah, yeah, that is the Taisa one. Yeah. So that episode again enjoyed the opening concept, mm. but very much early on, they kind of throw the hint out there that men are just dickheads waiting for an excuse to be dickheads. Yeah. And then that's kind of just this really heavy-fisted, you know, like you know, I, I guess I might have taken offense to it being a man, I guess, but like. Um, I just kind of thought that, you know, I understand the message they're trying to give here, but it was so heavy fisted and mm. it just kind of got into the way where the episode doesn't really end where they mm. just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, guess, guess men just kind of suck and have been waiting for an excuse for it. And I'm like, really, you've not even given me like a, you know, you, you, you you've just let the message get in way of the, the episode once again. Yeah. Um, and kind of going into episode eight, I was already like, oh yeah, I forgot that this is just giving me these, these messages and the second that we get introduced to the characters almost 10 minutes into this i'm like oh okay illegal immigrants refugees we're gonna go heavy onto this are they gonna give me any sort of twist i'm like nope Mm. the entire episode is just a very uninteresting this is by far the worst episode of the series for me just super (laughs) wait to see episode nine (laughs) oh christ yeah like just super uninteresting um showing this character being persecuted for, for being a refugee from another dimension. Mm. Um, and I love the fact that they didn't use the word refugee. I can't remember what the hell they use now instead. Yeah. Uh, it's not traveler, is it? Yeah, no, it's just that's like, what they use or, thing. Or, do you know what I mean? Like one of these words where they basically just, just say refugee, like mm. that's what you're trying to get at. Um, and it's just kind of such, uh, you know, I'm not trying to, shit on these messages because these are important messages but especially when we talk about a film that we've just seen like um the perfection where it's kind of um victims of abuse and that sort of thing is a is a very serious message and they they completely made me think about it infinitely longer than any episode of twilight zone has so far Mm. all these do is frustrate me because i want an entertaining tv program and if it gives me messaging as well then good um you know like black mirror does successfully and like i say like perfection did perfectly i think it's what i discussed a few weeks ago and like my opinion hasn't changed having now watched like three three Mm. or three more episodes is the fact that i actually think they've tackled the right topics for what a modern day 2019 yeah Yeah, even the whole like you know um male thing and everything else like that obviously you know these are the topics that could make great twilight zone episodes yeah you know refugees in america my god like that is a hot topic but they're just not been explored in any interesting way episode seven the, the obviously the men one like was so frustrating because i thought it started amazingly well yeah i really liked that first interaction with her because Mm. it really towed the line between like what is too far and i really liked how then she was in this work environment and then her friends were all being pushy to be like relax nothing happened you know like do you want this job and i really liked all that stuff and then it just immediately becomes and and, and the friends were like oh like yeah and the friends were like oh he's hot so like don't worry about it like you liked it right and then she's like well i did but he was too heavy fisted they're like yeah but he's hot and i was like that was starting to be an interesting message, and then mm. it just became, yeah, so heavy. Like, even, when, when like, her, is it a friend or a, I think it's a sister, isn't it? When his yeah, husband, husband just goes completely yeah, yeah, yeah. nowhere, who's like, he's a really nice guy at the start of it, and then obviously, what are they like? Because then when we find out that like the young kid has had the rock on him the whole time, and he just wasn't affected by it because like he's not an asshole. It's yeah. like, oh come on, like it just. <clears throat> 
it didn't make any sense to me at all. Like yeah. this was definitely the poorly written one, the most I think out of all of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, going into like episode eight, I, I was so switched off in episode eight, and then going into nine, I can't wait yeah. for you to watch nine because oh, it's so it's it's so devoid of any m- messaging. It is just an episode. <laughs> But I right, don't know what great. happened in it. It was, ugh, I don't know. We, I'm excited to talk about it. But the one thing I wanted to mention as well, Twilight Zone, and I don't know about you, because this to me has happened every single episode, is like mm. I watched the episode, I'm left disappointed. And then obviously the second it ends, they show you the teaser for next week. Yeah. And I always feel like the teaser looks amazing. <laughs> oh, I've I've never felt that. Really? I always like, I get watched, so hyped. I don't know whether that's because I'm like already down. Like I watch a teaser, I'm like, oh Christ. Like another yeah, one. Yeah, no, like every like, week. Yeah, like, no, I'm like, I've oh, never this looks excited. so good. And then they always like disappoint yeah. me. Like going into yeah. episode nine, obviously, which we will talk about next week, I thought was horrific. And then they showed the teaser for the final episode. And I'm like, I am so down. So right now, obviously, I haven't seen <laughs> the last episode and I'm so hyped for it. Like the cast is great. It looks like an actual, like really horror focused as well. Like I'm really excited for the last don't do episode. it bro don't i can't do wait it. i can't wait to be disappointed um yeah yeah this has definitely been especially as going over the season as well because it's definitely gone worse hasn't it like when we yeah. talked about the first three episodes and our frustrations we had we like, had quite a lot of hope well they still. were the, like we were frustrated in the first three episodes but i think they're the best three by far like mm. i think this show has consistently gone worse yeah um, pretty much like each episode yeah getting worse to the point that like this is difficult for us to get hold of and like Mm. it's not worth people's time and it's such a massive shame no and it's difficult it's difficult because we talked about it as well with like season two already being announced and the frustrations of the fact that jordan is only a host um Mm. i've still been checking every single week and he still only has one co-writing credit on the whole season um and that is a major disappointment and even now i'm thinking to myself it has the has the momentum already passed? Like, is it yeah. worth Jordan committing time for season two and actually writing and directing a couple of episodes or even one episode? Like, is that really worth his time at this point? Yeah, exactly. I don't or think has it is. The, the trend already been passed, you know? Yeah. Um, because I feel like the Twilight Zone revival should have been a big deal and it feels like no one's talking about it. Yeah, and I just don't, I don't feel like season two can then give it the uplift exactly. that it needs. Yeah. Because, um, like, if people weren't yeah. hyped for season one this year, they're not going to be hyped for season two. And yes, Definitely that will not. bring in some people if you say, like, hey, Jordan's directing this one. Yeah, um, it's not going to bring in crazy amounts. So, no, like, I think a lot of people you know, would assume that anyway. You Twilight Zone would host. have already done that. And, like, people have now seen it and they're scarred mm. by it. And they don't necessarily know that Jordan wasn't heavily involved. Exactly. You know, um, so it's, it's his face is on all over it, you know. <laughs> this is a so. massive disappointment for me. This was like the yeah. probably out of all the shows this year, especially new ones, this was the one I was by far the most excited for. Yeah. Um and I'm really because like Black Mirror is my favorite TV show by far. And obviously that has its DNA in Twilight Zone. And we've now got to the point where like Twilight Zone can't even remotely emulate Black Mirror. Like it's it's such yeah, a shame. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it really bums me out. I wish we had something positive to talk about at the end of the show because this has left me in a bad mood now. <laughs> we will soon. Black Mirror's back. Yes, very soon, in fact. So, yeah, next week we are back in the cinema for a movie that I'm very excited for, um, which is the next Bloomhouse movie, Ma. Um, Looks cool, man. Yeah, very excited for this one. I hardly know anything about it, which I'm happy about. Um, going in pretty well. Juliette Lewis is in it. Yeah, apparently. I, I don't think she was in any of the trailers that I saw. Um, maybe for <laughs> no. like a second. Um but yeah, buzzing for this one. And then, of course, Definitely. week after, Black Mirror is back. So and if that disappoints yeah. me, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I'll look forward to Terminator. Yeah, that definitely won't disappoint us, will it? <clears throat> nope. Never has before. <laughs> nope. Never will again. But yeah, that was episode 145, where we talked about the brilliant perfection. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And we'll see you again very soon.
See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't believe because I never could. How could I stop?